Another week and another United Nations shocking revelation. Supposedly, the United Nations was founded to facilitate peace between nations. However, it will be known by the fruit of its works and not its stated mission. We'll expose the latest revelation of the United Nations and explain how this affects you. We'll even offer solutions based on constitutional principles. So please join us for today's analysis behind the news. If you're concerned about American independence and freedom, then please watch and take the recommended actions. Also, be sure to like, subscribe, and share so we can break through big tech censorship and reach many others. A few weeks ago, the United Nations was exposed leading illegal aliens from Central America to our southern border. Last week, news exploded with the revelation that some UN employees took part in the attack on Israel last October. Then over the weekend came the discovery that a UN building in Gaza housed secret Hamas tunnels. According to Reuters, Israeli forces have discovered a tunnel network hundreds of meters long and running partly under UNRWA's Gaza headquarters, the military says, calling it new evidence of Hamas exploitation of the main relief agency for Palestinians. Army engineers took reporters for foreign news outlets through the passages at a time of crisis for UNRWA, which has launched an internal probe and seen a string of donor countries freeze funding over allegations last month by Israel that some of its staff doubled as Hamas operatives. The Jerusalem Post reported, the tunnel shaft near the school led to an underground shelter that served as a valuable asset for Hamas's military intelligence wing, according to the IDF. The route connected to the tunnel also led to a path beneath UNRWA's central headquarters in the Gaza Strip. In the video posted by Reuters, communication cables are seen coming up through the floor of the UNRWA building from the underground tunnel. Yet UNRWA had the nerve to say in a statement that it had been out of the building since October 12 and is unable to confirm or otherwise comment. Hamas spokesmen have called the allegations from Israel lies. However, it seems there is much more to the United Nations involvement in Gaza. The Gateway Pundit posted that several hostages released by Hamas have testified they were held in the homes of so-called United Nations workers. Well, this isn't the first time the United Nations has had controversial involvement. In fact, any honest observer will recognize that the United Nations has a dismal humanitarian record. Its peacekeeping troops have been accused of numerous atrocities against the very people they were charged to protect. Thousands of UN troops have raped and murdered innocent civilians over the years, including in Katanga, Mali, Somalia, Haiti, Rwanda, Central African Republic, Cambodia, Ivory Coast, Libya, and many other countries. Yet these troops are generally not held accountable for their crimes as the UN claims immunity. And why in the world would any country put up with this? Can you imagine what would happen if something similar occurred on American soil? Plus, many Korean War veterans point to the UN as the main reason why the war was not won and is still not over. The UN allegedly leaked military intelligence to the communists during the war. But the UN is always given a pass due to its long-term importance. Of all people, legendary newsman Walter Cronkite explained this importance. He said in 1999, it seems to many of us that if we are to avoid the eventual catastrophic world conflict, we must strengthen the United Nations as a first step toward a world government 
with a legislature, executive and judiciary, and police to enforce its international laws and keep the peace. To do that, of course, we Americans will have to yield up some of our sovereignty. It would take a lot of courage, a lot of faith in the new order. We cannot defer this responsibility to posterity. Democracy, civilization itself is at stake. Within the next few years, we must change the basic structure of our global community from the present anarchic system of war to a new system governed by a democratic UN federation. As the New American reported, Cronkite made that statement in a 1999 speech to the World Federalist Association, one of the oldest and foremost organizations promoting world government. Since then, the buildup of world government has gained momentum, not only through the United Nations, but through regional governments around the world, as well as through international agreements that siphon sovereignty from individual countries to world bodies of government. For example, the UN-affiliated World Health Organization is seeking to become the lone authority that all nations are to follow for health pandemics. We will see the final draft of this agreement sometime in May, but recall that the WHO is led by a socialist and not by a medical doctor, and how destructive WHO dictates were during COVID. Allowing an entity to establish unaccountable bureaucracy above that of the federal government would be suicide for our country founded on the premise that governments are instituted to protect God-given rights. Also in the recent news is NATO, the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, another UN affiliate. President Trump had suggested that those NATO members who aren't committed to a certain level of defense spending should not be protected by the organization. As we've pointed out in earlier videos, NATO is the type of long-term military entangling alliance that our founding fathers said we should avoid. Presidents George Washington and Thomas Jefferson both suggested and practiced a foreign policy free of entangling alliances. Washington wrote in his farewell address, the great rule of conduct for us in regard to foreign nations is in extending our commercial relations to have with them as little political connection as possible. It is our true policy to steer clear of permanent alliances. Jefferson wrote, peace, commerce, and honest friendship with all nations, entangling alliances with none. However, in 1945, when the UN treaty was being discussed for ratification in the US Senate, the body threw out this sage advice. US Senator Thomas Connolly from Texas and chair of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee summed it up by saying before the vote, those senators who believe we should tread our path alone will vote against this charter. But those who realize that this can't be done and that the United States cannot live in a cellophane wrapper will favor the charter. At the moment of ratification, Senator Conley and 88 other U.S. senators helped to usher in a new chapter that saw the rise of unaccountable government, not only in America, but in other member nations of the U.N., especially Europe. The burgeoning body of the United Nations serves as an official death knell for self-government, sovereignty, and independence. Its framework makes up an eventual system for world government. If we are to keep America as American, then we need to cut loose from this entangling alliance called the United Nations and all of its affiliates. How easy would it be to extract this cancerous blight from American society? A recent example demonstrates that it might be much easier than you think. 
After the news broke that 12 employees at the United Nations Relief and Works Agency for Palestine Refugees in the Near East, otherwise known as UNRWA, were allegedly involved in the October 7 attack on Israel, calls were made to defund that UN entity. By the end of January, 18 governments, including the U.S., said they were indefinitely pausing payments, which is close to three-quarters of the UNRWA's budget. Soon, the head of the World Health Organization said that this defunding would lead to catastrophic consequences. Reuters reported that UNRWA would be forced to shut down its operations in the Middle East by the end of February if funding was not restored. The U.S. contributes roughly 22% of the U.N.'s budget and is its largest contributor. China comes in second at just over half of that at 12%. If the Freedom Caucus in Congress exerted some solid leadership and rallied additional House members to curtail and eventually stop the spending, how long do you think the U.N. would last? If a good majority of Americans learn that the UN is leading illegal immigration efforts into the US and then created the pressure for the US House and the Senate to revoke UN membership, then think how quickly the UN House of Cards would fold. Could the American public see this happen under President Biden? Probably not. But how about a second term with President Trump or a future sympathetic president? Taking action means not sitting back and waiting for the perfect scenario. Taking action means making the scenario happen. The Founding Fathers gave us the means and the tools to do so. The John Birch Society has been successfully utilizing these for decades. So let's build the scenario together through strategically educating the electorate. While JBS does not endorse political parties or candidates, it does generate the necessary level of information and pressure needed for the electorate to hold elected officials accountable, just as the founders expected. Join the John Birch Society today to work with others in your community. Helpful links are located in the video description, including a link to tell Congress to get us out of the United Nations. For the first time ever, there are bills introduced in both the U.S. House and Senate to revoke our U.N. membership. Let's build the pressure needed to make it happen. I'm Bill Hahn for the John Birch Society. Until next time, learn more and take action.